Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today on the newscast, a former three-star U.S. general joins us to break down whether the U.S. military is ready for the gathering threats in 2022. That's next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. I recently hosted a very special report on TBN called The State of the Nation, in which we took an up-close look at the variety of threats gathering against America in 2022 from both within and without And at the top of that list, of course, is foreign policy and national security, whether it's Russia and Ukraine, China and Taiwan, North Korea, Iran's nuclear program, and a potential Middle East war. There is no shortage of pressing global issues that the United States and the West are facing right now. So I couldn't think of a better person to have on the State of the Nation special than former three-star U.S. General Jerry Boykin. He's now the executive vice president of the Family Research Council in Washington, D.C. And as you're about to hear in the intro, he has been there, done that, and seen it all when it comes to serving and leading men in global hotspots around the world. He broke down whether the U.S. military, which he knows so well, is ready to face the mounting global challenges in 2022. Folks, very important information here with General Jerry Boykin. Take a look. We are joined now from Washington, D.C. by General Jerry Boykin, Executive Vice President of the Family Research Council. General, it is great to have you with us as always. Hey, you are a Thank you, you. a three-star general, founding member of Delta Force, high-ranking former Pentagon official. You've served in hot spots around the world, so I think you are the perfect person, General, to ask about the current state of the U.S. military with threats gathering around the world. What is our level of preparedness right now? And also, there are concerns that maybe a progressive ideology has been seeping into our military. What do you see right now when you look out at the U.S. Armed Forces? I see a decline in military readiness. And, uh, and, and what you mentioned there is uh, all of this uh, woke uh, ideology, I guess we could call it, uh, is having a major impact on our military forces because what we're doing is we are not only spending a lot of time that should be used for preparing them to meet uh, the nation's threats, the future threats, and there are many. Uh, What we're actually doing is we're setting them down in classrooms and we are creating division with this critical race theory, which starts out on a supposition that at least uh, half of the people in that room are racist and therefore they're oppressors and the other half are those that have been oppressed. That does not build unit cohesion. And you can give a military man, and regardless of his service, the finest uh, technology, 
that money can buy. But nothing is more important than the cohesion among those warriors that are going to be in that battle space. And what we're doing is just the opposite. We're dividing them. So the morale is low. Uh, and you throw in on top of that, Eric, uh, this uh, mandate for uh, the COVID vaccinations, uh, that's another thing that is just uh, really taking a toll on our military, not only because people are being put out of the military for not taking it, but they've provided no religious exemptions up to this point. Uh, but uh, but they also, they're being bullied by their chain of command. Our military, I think, is in uh, is in, a, in decline in terms of readiness. We have good people, don't misunderstand. We have good people. But the military readiness is in decline for a variety of reasons, two of which I just talked about. You would think one of the events, General, that hurt the morale of the military would be that disastrous U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan in August. We're a few months on now from that event. What are the lingering effects on the U.S. military and on our prestige in the world following that Afghanistan withdrawal? Well, it's all tied together. I, I don't know that you can even calculate the, the, the real effects of that, uh, the long-term effects of that. Look, this is human nature. We let our allies down. Uh, we had uh, allies that had uh, their own people uh, in Afghanistan. And when we started to withdraw, we didn't even tell them, especially uh, NATO allies like the British and the French who were there because we were attacked back in, in 2001. That's why they were there. It was part of the NATO charter that compelled them to be there. And we didn't even tell them. So we've we have, uh, I, we have lost the respect and I think the trust of, of some very close and very important allies. And at the same time, uh, we have emboldened our enemies, particularly Iran, China, and Russia, and even North Korea. And you probably saw that North Korea has just fired two uh, missiles within the last uh, three or four days. So what we've done is we've set ourselves up for allies to start looking at uh, this as windows of opportunity. Vulnerability is what they see in us. And our, and our allies are not sure that they're going to ever trust us again. And how do we get beyond that? Uh, it's going to take a lot of hard work. You mentioned Russia, Iran, North Korea, China. I'd like to take those global hotspots one by one with you real quick. Number one, Russia, with some 100,000 troops massed on its border with Ukraine right now, concerns over an invasion. What do you see when you look at that situation? Yeah, do not make the mistake of thinking this is a head fake by uh, Vladimir Putin. It is not. He's serious about this. And he's serious about it because he sees the Ukraine as a buffer between Russia and the West, uh, and specifically Russia and NATO. And one of the things that uh, he is adamant about is that uh, the Ukraine will not become a part of NATO. And there have been a lot of discussions about that. They're not a part yet, but uh, that would be probably a red line for him if, if, if uh, uh, the Ukraine was to join NATO. Now, he, we need to take this seriously because this is probably the first time that he's actually moved not only forces, but he's moved his enablers there. He's moved his air defense up, up on that border there. He's, he's moved those things that would be required to sustain a battle for any extended period of time. You look at it from his perspective, 
Ukraine really is the only thing that separates him from NATO in, in many ways. So uh, I think that he's serious about this. We need to take it seriously, and we need to, from my perspective, immediately go back and cancel uh, the decision that was made about the Nord Stream uh, pipeline. We need to re-implement those uh, restrictions, those sanctions that were on them that Joe Biden lifted immediately after he became the president. Moving on to another nuclear powerhouse general, China. The Olympics, the Winter Olympics coming up in Beijing next month. Uh, it seems that after those Olympics wrap, where China obviously will have the eyes of the world on it, uh, that all bets are off when it comes to China and Taiwan. Do you see China possibly in the next year, few years, kind of accelerating their plans, taking advantage of American weakness and moving against Taiwan potentially? It's important for people to understand that the United States has no obligation to come to the aid of the Taiwanese militarily. But what we do have as a result of uh, Jimmy Carter's uh, uh, deal in 1978, which recognized only one China, uh, what we did agree to was we would provide them with aid. We would provide them with military materiel. And I think that what we should be doing now is, is front-loading that. They've been working for a long time to develop their defenses. And I don't think it would be uh, easy. But the Chinese see Joe Biden as being very weak. If they're going to make a move on Taiwan, they will do it before Biden leaves office. But it won't be for another year. Uh, the Iranian regime also escalating its rhetoric right now and threatening not only Israel but the United States. Where do you think that situation is heading in the year to come? Iranians are determined to be a nuclear power. That changes the balance of power in the Middle East. And once they become a nuclear power, watch out because the uh, Saudis will be next. And the Saudis can get one from the Pakistanis. Uh, you know, for for money, they can buy one from the Pakistanis. So I think that the Iranians are will will play this game and they will play it hardball, but they're never going to give up their nuclear ambitions. They're going to continue pressing forward with developing a warhead that could be a threat to the entire world, not just the Middle East. Thank you so much for joining us and all the great work you are doing, and thanks for your service to our country. General Jerry Boykin, we'll see you again soon. God bless. Thanks again to General Jerry Boykin for joining us, a true American hero. Folks, if you want to watch that entire TBN special, The State of the Nation 2022, just go to the U.S. News category here on our YouTube channel and you'll find it there. We were joined, of course, by General Jerry Boykin, Amir Sarfati, Franklin Graham, and many others commenting on the state of the United States in 2022. We know it's not pretty, but will there be revival? Can this thing be turned around? It certainly won't happen unless the United States turns back to God Almighty. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.